What's going on, guys? Blazing Defender here. I got a great show for you today. In comic news, I'm talking about Walmart is getting comic exclusives, and what does that mean for the rest of the comic book industry? Plus, we're going to be talking about Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder's very last Batman story, The Last Night. And as always, guys, comic book reviews, and I got some doozies for you today. Guys, we've got Brian Michael Bendis, Superman number one. We have Ryan Otley's Amazing Spider-Man number one. We have Darth Vader 18. And from Robert Kirkman and Scott Gimple from Walking Dead fame, die, die, yes, die, number one. Going to be talking about all that and a couple other hidden gems that I found on the show. And guys, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Check out the Facebook Live show. You can join the live chat. We have several people in there, comic book nerds just like yourself. Get in there, say hello, talk to the other the other chatters, and uh, just have a good time, man. That's what it's all about, right? Thanks a lot, guys, for tuning in. And don't forget podcasting awards. Please go to podcastawards.com. And in nominations, please go to Hobby and Games. Select Blazing Defender Comic Book Report. And the People's Choice Award. The People's Choice Award. That's how you should say it. Uh, but guys, I really appreciate your support as always. I was nominated last year. I'd really love it for Lightning to Strike Twice. Thanks a lot, guys, for tuning in. Blazing Defender out. Peace. And now for your listening pleasure, the Blazing Defender Report with your host, Travis Jones. Welcome to the Blazing Defender Report! I'm your host, Travis Jones. What the hell is going on, everybody? It's Friday. It's fucking Friday, brothers. It's Friday. The work week is done. Fuck this bullshit. Work gets in the way of everything fun, except... The Blazing Defender comic book report because we are live right now. It is Friday, and I really hope you guys dig the Friday format. If you don't, let me know. We could probably change it. I might not, but I might. I always like feedback. It's always fun. Uh, welcome, guys. I got a great show for you today. Great show. Uh, we got some comic news that we're going to talk about. Big business. Big business is trying to destroy. The small comic book owner. Yes, I believe so. It's a conspiracy from the left. No, I don't know. Uh, but we are going to talk about that. I think it's it, it's some interesting uh, points of view that uh, I think would be pretty cool on the show to talk about. Um, Scott Steiner and Greg Capullo, the dynamic duo of Batman writers, they're talking about the last Batman story that they're going to do. It's called The Last Night. Uh, Greg Capullo's been tweeting out some stuff, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And guys, as always, comic book reviews. We're always going to have comic book reviews. Uh, always. Always, always going to have comic book reviews on the show. That's what the show's about. Today, I've got, again, some number ones. You know how I'm digging these number ones. We've got Brian Michael Bendes's Superman number one. Okay? We've got Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley. Yay! Amazing Spider-Man number one, and a creeper, a surprise hit, or is it, 
From the creators of The Walking Dead, Robert Kirkman and Scott Gimple. If you remember Scott Gimple, he was the executive producer on the show uh, for several seasons. He's not anymore, but uh, they come out with their own comic book, and it's called Die, Die, Die. And the reason I say it like that is because they're exclamation point after each die. Three dies. Very, very interesting book. We're going to talk about it. And uh, we've got Darth Vader, 18. Vader is back on the show. Thank God, right? Haven't been talking about Vader, so uh, glad to see Vader back on the show. Um, now, with that, something very close to my heart that I want to talk to you guys about, because you guys are very close to my heart. Um, podcast Awards. Please, 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 podcastawards.com. Go to nominations, then go to hobbies and games. Select the Blazing Defender comic book report and People's Choice. People's Choice is a really, really tough category. I would really, really dig getting the People's Choice nomination. Now, last year, I was in entertainment category, which it's a fucked up story while I'm not in entertainment this year. Uh, thanks a lot, Podcasting Awards, because uh, you fucked me up. Uh, you got your vote sticker. Yes, Marcos, he voted. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, thank you for everybody that supported me last year. I, when I went to Dragon Con last year, I got this is a little side story. Uh, when I went to Dragon Con last year, and people found out like five of our shows on our network were nominated for awards. That was the most of any network there. Okay, and then like I've only been doing this a little over a year, not quite two years yet, and people were like, "You got nominated," <laughs> and I'm like, "I know, right? I don't fucking, I don't get it either." Like. It's crazy. Um, and then, like, people were finding out, you know, like, my followings, I don't have uh, 10 million subscribers because the guy I was talking to has 10 million subscribers on YouTube. His name's Romeo. You can see all the stuff on YouTube. He's about making you a better YouTuber. Uh, tons of subscribers. And he was like, wow, man, you've got a pretty rabid fan base. And I just, I was never so proud. I was a fucking proud papa at that point. And I was like, yes, I fucking do. I guess I do. So, again, thank you guys. Uh, and another caveat, because I was talking to some other podcasters that aren't uh, even putting themselves in this year to be nominated. And I thought that was a little strange. And I'm like, why, guys? And they're like, well, we get our hopes up every year and we never win. So we get real upset. And I'm like, uh... Let me explain how it works. You guys nominate the people for the award, okay? A, a committee of, I don't know who the fuck they are. Don't care either. I don't care if you're listening. I really don't uh, because I'm going to tell you why. They're the ones that give the awards. And, you know, they say they do it on audio quality and all that stuff. So if I get an award, it's Mike Woodard's award because he's my producer. He's the one that cleans up all my tracks. He's the one that sends it to iTunes. He's the one that inputs my music and all that. He gets the award, not me. Okay, if it's for like technical shit, you guys, you guys are nominating me. That is the biggest win for me is you guys nominating me. Like if I get nominated, it's because you guys wanted me nominated. That's my win. That's my trophy. I give two shits about taking home an award. Now, and a side note, 
if I was to win, that motherfucker would hang up back here somewhere. I will get, I will hang it up. I don't give a shit if I hang it from the ceiling and it just, it dangles right here. Because I will be proud of that. But you guys are, that is the biggest win to me is you guys nominate me. So, Please go to podcastawards.com, hobbies and games, people's choice category, nominate Blazing Defender comic book report. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really, really quick because I get a lot of support from these guys and I have to give a huge shout out. Collector Zone. Guys, please check out Collector Zone Cantina. It's a fantastic place for collectors to go, whether you're Funko, Mezco, uh, maybe Sideshow soon. I don't know. I don't know. I'll just keep my fingers crossed. I don't know. Uh, but that would be really cool for you to go and check that out get discounts, and, and just get some one-on-one uh, exposure with the people that run the business. It's very, very cool. And uh, Marcos, that's in the chat right now, CEO of Collector Zone, uh, he is a listener. He is a fan. I really, really appreciate it. I'm a fan of Collector Zone, so please check that out. The Zone Comic Shop. If you live in the Louisville area, I don't know why you're not going to The Zone. The Zone is fucking cool, dude. The Zone is a great place to get your comic books at. If they don't have it, they'll get it. Uh, I was in there the other day talking to Dan, the owner, and he had this huge tower of toys and action figures and statues and Funko and just all kinds of shit that he's ordered for people that he's just waiting for them to pick up. So, yeah, really, really cool, right? So, yeah, check that out. Zone Comic Shop. It's a great place to go uh, and get all your comic shit. Two Facebook pages I want you to check out for me, please. Comic Jacked. If you guys ever wanted to know who would win a fight between Galactus and Squirrel Girl, this is the place to do it. These guys take their battles very, very seriously. They have scenarios. They do all kinds of stuff. Uh, and, like, you get to pick a, a, a villain or a hero, and you get to see why he would whip so-and-so's ass. Very, very cool stuff. I, I dig it. I'll get on there sometimes and be like, oh, man, that's a great point. Never thought about that. So really cool. And another one is a new one. A Nerd Like Me Facebook page. Really, really cool stuff, guys. Check that out. And, of course, the great superhero debate, the king of all Facebook pages. This, uh, Frederick Debo, I don't know how he does it, but he posts, it's like every five minutes. And it's gaming. It's anything pop culture related. It, I get a lot of my information there, man. So, I mean, I'm like, holy shit, I didn't know that. I'm going to steal it and put it on the Blazing Defender page. Uh, yeah, I do that all the time. It's a great page. You guys should check it out. All right. Enough of that. Thank you again for all the support you guys give me. I love you very, very much. Um, okay. Comic news. All right. This is what I was on top. I was talking about big business destroy. Cause someone had in the chat had mentioned GameStop. Uh, I don't know what GameStop's doing. I don't really go to GameStop a lot when I get a coupon or something. I think I am like a power rewards member or some shit. I don't know. They're always like, hey, man, your uh, your subscription's ran out. Do you want to renew it? And I'm like, uh, sure, man, I'll, I'll renew it. I don't even know why I do that. I'm just stupid. Uh, but, yeah, it's not GameStop. It's actually Walmart. Walmart. Ooh, and I have a, 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 a what's called for this. So, uh, yeah, here we go. The first of a. Uh, transition okay uh this is the cover of the 100 page giant that is exclusively at walmart okay um walmart is doing exclusive dc comics now uh there are some reprints in these stories 
But this is the, the, the big thing. The big thing is there are going to be original stories. Like there's going to be an original Brian Michael Bendis Batman story and an original Superman Tom King story. So these are really, really exclusive stories that aren't going to your local comic book shop. Okay, now I know you're like, so? Big deal. Comic book shops have thousands of comics and uh, Walmart's only got these. Okay, bear with me on this because I see both sides, okay? Um, Local comic shops are going to lose money to this. All right, these are $4.99. That's $4.99 that would be going to a local comic shop. Now, Walmart is a huge, huge distributor of everything, right? So what if Walmart becomes a comic retailer could very well happen. I'm not saying it is, but depending on the, the uh, popularity of this, maybe, I don't know. That would definitely run out a lot of local comic shops, which is not a good thing ever. Now, this is what I see coming. And I've seen Dan, Dan, Daniel Thompson, who's the owner of the zone was in the chat earlier. (laughs) So uh, this is what is what I foresee happening. I see a lot of comic shops going and buying up these and then selling them above retail. That's what I see happening, Uh, which is not cool, by the way. I get it. They're trying to create business, uh, but I'm a very, I, I get really upset with people that buy shit just to resell it at a higher price. Um. GameStop was one movie where I'm selling comics. I didn't know about Walmart. Yeah, uh, I didn't know GameStop. Okay, so there you go. Uh, news dropping in the chat even. Uh, I didn't know GameStop was on their way to selling comic books. Uh, that would be bad news also. But now, there's another way you can look at this, okay? Uh, you're increasing your buyer base, okay? So if you're increasing your buyer base then, you know, people are going to buy, like, if these are the only comic books Walmart sells, and I see a Batman comic book written by Brian Michael Bendis that's leading into a story that I want to know more about, then I'm going to go to a local comic shop, right? Right. All right? Um, and, you know, the Superman book, like, Brian Michael Bendis is on Superman now. Maybe I really like this story, and I want to say, oh, Brian Michael Bendis is on Superman? Well, let's read that. Okay. Oh, Tom King does Batman. Let's go read Batman from Tom King. So I see that being a good thing and and increasing your your fan base, your buyer base, I think is always smart move. Right. I don't know. I don't know the business. Maybe some of the business owners in the chat can can um, reflect on that or or add to that. Um, I, I just think that I think that's a good a good move. For, for just comic books in general. Uh, anything to get people to read comics. Uh, that's one of the reasons I, I started this show was because I wanted to get people excited about comic books. So I think, uh, I, I don't know, I think it could help, and but it could definitely hurt too. I do see the other side, definitely see the other side. All right, guys, and some other not so good comic book news. Um, yeah, Steve Ditko died uh back in june i believe i think it was like june 30th june 29th uh i didn't do a thing on it and i was really upset with myself because i honestly just forgot when i was making the show notes i forgot 
Steve Dicko was a legend in the comic book industry. He was a, a, a very, very, in, in, or, uh, in, he was in, incredibly important to these two characters right here in this image of Doctor Strange and Spider-Man, which I thought this was a great shot. I think I've seen this on Instagram, so I stole it, of course, of, of, of them kind of, you know, Doctor Strange leading him into the uh, to the afterlife. I thought that was really, really cool. Uh, but he was, uh, he was a legend. Uh, he was 90 years old. He was found dead in his, in his house or his apartment. I can't remember. Uh, and they thought, they think that he died a couple days like before. So no one really found him for a couple days. I know that was ripe, uh, because I've smelled those people and they don't smell well. Um, but yeah, I really, I, I, I'm really upset with myself that I didn't give homage to Steve Ditko because he was a legend and, uh, rest in peace, brother. Okay. Uh, I see some people in the chat. I want to. I want to talk about this. Uh, big retail does not give a shit, and they have the power to sell shit cheap, cheaper. Uh, R.I.P. Steve Dickel. Thank you. Um, yeah, uh, I agree, and I, I definitely believe that. Uh, and Jason Jones also said cash grab, and I call. But, but let me say to that, Jason, comic book stores, comic book uh, companies. They're always doing the cash grabs. So that's really not going to stop. Um, like, I really don't know what Walmart thinks they're going to get off a $5 book, how many they're going to sell. But they're always doing cash grabs. Uh, Marvel, DC, you know, the small ones really don't do it. But those big ones, like, I remember when the Transformers movie first came out. They did like a six-issue miniseries. Jesus Christ. Way too much caffeine today. Um with the Avengers and the Transformers. Okay? And it's like, these two don't even make sense. And the story was awful. The art was shit. And the books were $5 a piece. So, cash grab. Cash fucking grab. Okay? Uh, but they do shit like that all the time. These these uh, Marvel stories that are... Um, the, the movies that are just like horrible artwork that they just reprinted on the page to... Get you caught up with the movie. Cash grab. Uh, the covers are usually really cool because it's like usually a movie cover. But other than that, it's, it's garbage. Uh, exclusives are made for people to go to the store, buy the exclusive, and say, oh shit, let me buy a Coke also. Exactly. That's the purpose of an exclusive. That's one of the things I was so upset with at Disney when I went to Disney and every store had the same shit. I thought I was going to go and like, Oh man, this is this will only be able to be bought at Disney. That's so cool, right? Nothing. There was nothing Disney exclusive. Um, so yeah, I, I totally agree with that statement. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll find out. We'll, we'll, you know, only time will tell. And again, I feel like anytime you increase your fan base, it's a good thing. Uh, and someone said comic shops are you know becoming a thing of the past, and then another guy said. Um, you know, better than a digital format only. And I agree to that. I do read some comics on digital format before I can get to the comic shop just so I can make my notes for the show. Uh, but I really don't like that. There's nothing like holding a comic book in your fucking hand and opening up, especially an old comic book, an old back issue. I know Jeff Spurlock's a big back issue collector. He'll know what I'm talking about. When you crack that thing out, it's plastic. And you smell, it smells like vagina. It smells like freshly squeezed vagina in your nose. 
because there's something about the smell of a mildewy old comic book. I fucking love it. Uh, the new ones don't quite smell like that, but they'll get that way. You put them in plastic, they'll get that way. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's see. Now, Walmart, I guarantee, is paying a shit ton to Marvel or DC for that story. So this is a negative and positive thing. Funko does it all the time. That is true. A lot of manufacturers do. Uh, I would be curious of the deal DC made with with uh, with Walmart, just what that deal was as far as these exclusives. Now, is this something they're going to keep doing? That could be bad uh, for local comic book shops. But if this is just like a, hey, man, we're going to try this and see how it does. We've got uh, a couple original stories going on. It's not a big deal. I don't think it's going to hurt anybody, but... I do see the greedy little comic book owners, uh, store owners, going in and buying these things up and selling them for eight bucks, ten bucks a pop, which is not cool either. Uh, just FYI. Okay, uh, really quick, I'm really excited about this. Um, the last night is going to be the last Batman story by to me Tom King. Just so I do not get misquoted on this, Tom King is the best Batman writer of all time, by far the best. I hate his Joker, love his Batman. Um, some really fantastic career-defining stories that Tom King has written. Now, the best duo on a Batman series is Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder. Uh, the, with the artwork and the stories, it just was, man, it's peanut butter and jelly. It really was really great. So this is going to be their last story. It's called The Last Night. There's not a release date on it yet, but I'll keep you posted on that. But Scott Snyder went to Twitter and said this. Um... I'm really, really excited about this. Uh, and only because of what he said the story is. Okay, this is it. Bruce wakes up younger. Okay? It's a post-apocalyptic Gotham, which you got you sold me on post-apocalyptic fucking anything. Because you guys know I love that shit. Post-apocalyptic Gotham with an old Wonder Woman, a baby Superman, and Batman has a Joker head attached to his belt that talks. <laughs> Scott Snyder, man, I don't know what kind of drugs he uses, but I want some. I want some of his drugs because, man, that dude can be out there. Uh, as Metal, if you read the Metal series, you understand what I'm talking about. But I'm really excited for this, uh, and I bet the artwork is going to be fantastic. Greg Capullo's Batman is just the shit, and I cannot wait, wait to read this. Uh, to read this. All right, now a big deal. We're getting into comic reviews, guys. The big deal um, here several months ago was when Brian Michael Bendez left Marvel and went to DC. Now I say a big deal in that it wasn't a big deal to me, uh, other than Alias, which was a magnificent series that that uh, BMB did. He hasn't done anything that I really like since. Uh, but none of it has been shit. But none of it's been like, whoa, man, that was fucking really good. So when he went to Superman and he kind of retconned Superman's origin, I was like, yeah, Brian Michael Bendis should not have this type of uh, pull in a new company. I'm sorry, he shouldn't. But he wrote that story. It was The Man of Steel. I didn't read it. So I didn't hear good things about it, so I didn't read it. But I did pick up Superman number one. And what am I doing? Get your images up, dumbass. Uh, Superman one cover. Here it is. All right. Now, the... Ooh. Oh, no. Yeah, here it is. Hold on. Let me get rid of Dicko here. Sorry, Dicko. Rest in peace, brother. All right. 
Uh, this is uh, what I'm very excited about is Ivan Rice. Ivan Rice is a fucking rock star, man. Like his artwork is beautiful. It's gorgeous. He draws great action. He's got great, like he, especially like Superman, like Clark Kent face. You'll see what I'm talking about. He's got that just, just that fucking jawline. I mean, it's just, it's just beautiful to look at. So I was very excited to see Ivan Rice on a Superman book. Um, and, and plus I'll show you some, some other pages here too. Let me get out here. I'll just fucking shit. I'll show you right now because, uh, it's just so dope, man. Let me see this. Okay. Now this is a scene where Superman went to help on a house fire, which me being a firefighter kind of had to do this. Uh, but this is very cool. It's like a ceiling falling in the dogs. He saved the dog, man. You always save the dog. People are pieces of shit. But I'll save him when I can. But if I can get the dog first, I'm probably going to get the dog first. Sorry. Uh, it's just how I roll. Uh, but I thought this was a very cool image. Uh, beautiful image with Ivan Rice. All right. Now, all right. Let me give you a little preface on this issue one. Lois and Connor, Superboy, uh, which was fantastic in the, in the uh, was it Super Friends or Super Pals? Super Pals series with uh, Damian Wayne, which is Robin, Bruce's son. Um, they have left the universe basically with Jorel. Jorel was going to take Connor on kind of like a uh, walkabout to um, help him find out who he is. So Lois was like, You stay here. I got this. They take off. Okay. Clark isn't doing well with this, which. Uh, Jason says it was actually really quite well written. It really, really was. And and let me let me and I also need to say this caveat with this: Superman is a hard fucking character to write because he is a god, right? He's a fucking god. I'll argue with you all day. He's a fucking god. Um. So what you you have to make him vulnerable in a way so he can overcome adversity, right? That's what heroes do. Well, this is a story of him really trying to adjust to not have Lois and Connor around. It's his fucking family, man. Like, I know when I leave for a week, I miss my wife and dog immensely. Like, I can't stand it to a certain extent. So, I can only imagine what Clark is going through right now. Um, so, and there's a lot of flashback scenes with him talking to Lois, him correcting Connor on not wanting to go to school or whatever. But another big thing was they lost the Fortress of Solitude. I'm assuming that happened in Man of Steel. I'm not sure. I'm sure somebody in the chat can tell me. But the Justice League is like, what are you going to do? So he goes to the Bermuda Triangle and creates another Fortress of Solitude. Uh, it's a beautiful splash page. I did not get that one for you, but I did get another one. Did I not get that one? I thought I had another page. Ah, shit. My bad. All right. Well, I didn't. So uh, you'll just have to buy the comic book and read it. <laughs> but it's it's really cool. And the best part was there is a um, conversation he has with Martian Manhunter, which I'm so glad to see Martian Manhunter back in the, the DC universe. But he's basically like, look, Clark, what are you going to do? Are you just going to like run around and stop fires and hit dinosaurs because the whole time he's trying to talk to Clark, he Clark's like, um, hold on a second. 
takes off, fucking nails this huge, like, muted T-Rex, like, knocks him into a building. He comes back. John's talking to him. Clark's like, uh, hold on one second. That's when he goes to this scene here with the house fire. And this is who Clark's talking to down this bottom panel here is Martian Manhunter. And then he actually does it again. And I'll be honest, he was a little, it was getting on my nerves a little bit. It's like, all right, Clark, let, let the man fucking talk, okay? So, and Martian Manhunter's basically like, look, man, you need to lead this world into a better place. Like, you're saving lives, but you need to take the world and lead it. And he looks at Martian Manhunter and goes, take? And Man- Manhunter was like, lead. Like, no, not take. And basically Clark's like, yeah, I'm done with you now. Like, I'm done with you. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm done with you. But it is on Clark's mind on what he should do with the world and what he's doing as far as making the world a better place. So really, really thought-provoking and pretty good by Bendis, actually. Uh, And then Clark comes back from his talk and realizes that the Earth has been thrown into the Phantom Zone with all of his enemies and the one that was in the man of steel. I can't remember his name, the dude that destroyed Krypton. So all that's coming full circle. Pretty good issue, man. Pretty good issue. I'm giving Superman a 7.5. Uh, I'm actually going to put it in my pool list uh, because I want to see more. And I like Superman. I've always liked him. If I had to choose a boy scout, it's going to be cap. Of course he is the boy scout. But Superman, I've always really liked him. Um, uh, Jason Jones says, it was so amazing. I hate Bendis when he takes the joke too far. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's like, it's almost like an episode of Family Guy. You know, it's like, oh my God, dude. It's like, this isn't funny anymore. Like, stop doing that. So, uh, it was just one catastrophe too many for me uh, during that conversation. But everything else was great. Ivan Rice his art is beautiful. Uh, yeah, you guys need to check this out. It's really, really, really good. Uh, so good for you, Bendez. Maybe we're getting some Alias shit. That would be great. Like, Alias was fantastic. Really hoping he does the same thing for Superman. Um, all right, the next book that I was so excited for, man. I am not a Spider-Man guy. You guys know this. You guys that listen to the show, you know I'm not a Spider-Man guy. I like him. I think he's very cool. He's just not someone that I gravitated to when I started reading comic books. But Ryan Otley's art, the the artist from the Invincible series, I fucking love him. His art is fantastic. Now, Nick Spencer, uh, if you've ever read The Fix by Nick Spencer, it's kind of like a, a buddy cop movie comic book. Really, really good really really funny it's like when nick spencer finds his groove he can be really good but now let's not forget nick spencer gave us hydra cap so fuck nick spencer he sucks and that was god awful and i think for the next 10 years every story tanishi coates is doing now it's like they're going to be dealing with the fallout from hydra cap and that that sucks but it has to be done to get Cat back to where he is. So, long story short, I hate Nick Spencer. But, again, I give props when props is due. 
Um, all right. Nick Spitzer actually wasn't the guy that I didn't like here. Now, I know I'm really going to catch some shit over this from not just you guys, but several people. But Ryan Otley, like, I love Ryan Otley, but I love Ryan Otley when he's being violent and when they're fucking ripping fucking dudes' heads off and he's punching through their fucking backs and grabbing hearts and you get the you get the picture, right? I'm get, about to show you a splash page that Ryan Otley did right here. This is amazing. And this isn't Spider-Man-centric, of course, but it is the Avengers-centric. Uh, so we have the Avengers, they're fighting these aliens, these bug type creatures, you know, Spider-Man goes to help. Um, it's not really Spider-Man's day and I'm going to show you this, that that's just, that's a beautiful shot. Okay. And now here's the next one. Uh, now this is Spider-Man finally figuring out where these bugs are coming from and he's going to try to save the day. It is his comic book, mind you. Yes, Jason Jones says Nick Spencer needs to uh, redeem himself. Uh, and and he kind of does here. Um, I think this is a good story. There's a lot going on, but this is a really big this is a really big comic book. Like there's several pages. I want to say this thing's like 48, 50 pages. It's huge. Um, but Spider-Man, again, we all know Peter Parker, he gets shit on. He gets shit on, he gets shit on, and then someone's going to take a big shit on him. So that's what happens here. So he's been accused of plagiarizing his work when he was uh, in infected with Otto Octavius's consciousness. He can't really tell people because he's Spider-Man. Aunt May finds out she is so disappointed in Peter. Uh, the only person that really has his back is MJ, which, of course, MJ's always going to have his back. Um, so it's a good story, but I was really, really wanting more of Ryan Otley to shine. The splash page was amazing, right? But that's really it. Um, I didn't really get a lot of, like, oh, man, that's a beautiful page. So I dig in the story. Okay, I gave it, what did I give it? A 7.5. All right, you know, Peter being snake big, trying to overcome adversity. Uh, but let me also say, as far as Nick Spencer goes, uh, as Jason Jones said in the chat about Bendis, I hate when he takes a joke too far. I really felt like he was forcing the jokes with Peter. Like in this panel right here, when he figures out what portal he needs to go to, there's, um, I can't remember cat, the black cat's name, but it's Felicia. Okay, and this is the only panel she's in. She's fighting with the Avengers, which, when did that happen? And he goes, bye, Felicia. Come on, dude. I mean, I ain't saying all jokes got to hit, but that's awful. That's just a fucking bad joke. Uh, you know, and, it, and Peter's corny, and I get it. But he really, that was just one instance. Uh, then it just happened to be the image that I chose. But I'm just really not crazy about uh, the humor right now. But I'm digging the story. Uh, the new villain? There is no new villain uh, right now in, in the Spider-Man book. Um, the new villain, uh, well, I don't want to spoil it, but it was an old villain of Peter's that was causing these alien bugs to attack. So that was kind of 
fortuitous that it just happened to be one of Peter's rogues, or Spider-Man's rogues, rather. Um, and there really was no new villain. So, um, now, there is a second story from the main story that kind of has more villains, more rogues in it that I'm, I'm sure are going to come to play. Um, so, yeah. Um, he actually said it worked in the script. What worked in the script? The uh, Alicia, the by Alicia joke? I, I don't know. Um, yeah, Nick Spencer, uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. I'm with it. I will put this in my pools as well because of Ryan Otley. And, hey, I hope Nick Spencer gets uh, redemption. I really want him to get redemption because I don't want to hate Nick Spencer. I just don't. I don't want to hate him. Um, all right, guys. Next book. Uh, what I give it? Oh, 7.5. Yeah, 7.5. Yeah, it's going in my pools. So it wins. It wins the pool lottery. All right. The next book is from Robert Kirkman, Kentucky boy, mind you, creator of the Walking Dead comic book and creator of the Walking Dead series with Scott and Gipple, who was the executive producer on The Walking Dead. Maybe some of the best seasons of The Walking Dead were Scott and Gimple. Uh, I was really sad to see him leave that show. But this is their joint adventure. Uh, da, da, da. Don't know how else to say it. Da, da, da. Um, if you like government conspiracies, and as you can see, it's going to be fucking bloody. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be bloody. And on this cover here, the screenshot that I pulled off the internet... That's not what they the cover actually looks at. Like, the dude on the left says, I'm not a fan of violence. And the dude on the right says, a fan made out of violence sounds awesome. <laughs> so, yes. And there is a lot of violence in this. Uh, which, of course, gets me excited. But uh, here I'm going to show you. This is the first page. This is our one of our heroes. Uh, the Asian looking gentleman that's kicking everybody's ass. As you can see, they're chasing him. He's fucking them up. They are government operatives also. Um, basically, here's the storyline, guys. There is a There are elements in the government that really want to do the right thing. But they're constantly at war with other elements of the government that don't want to do the right thing. Like, they're all about money and power. And you've got a certain group that really want to preserve the American way, justice, freedom, fucking equality, all that shit. So our Asian guy here is working with a senator that is a good guy. Now, the people that are trying to attack him are elements of another rogue government elements, splinter fraction, whatever you want to call it, that do not want that. So they're trying to take him out. And uh, do I, am I spoiling this? I may be spoiling this slightly. Uh, let me see here. Yeah. All right. All right, now, as you see, let's say, no, we're going to do page, that was page one. All right, yeah, this is page three. All right, the motherfucker gets his nose cut off. All right, like, he seriously gets his nose cut off. Like, he is one of the heroes of our story, and he gets his fucking nose cut off. Uh, he slices it right off his face, and then they send it to the senator that he worked for. So, um, this book is fun. And as you can see, it's violent. The art is pretty good. They do a lot of shit that you don't expect. Uh, and the end, like you would think, uh, you know what? Well, this isn't anything different. This isn't anything special, right? I've seen all this before. You haven't. The last two pages, you're like, oh, shit. I get it. 
So pretty smart. And it's exactly the kind of thing I expect from Cartman and Gimple together. Really, really excited about this number one. So if you like government conspiracies, you like pretty good artwork, you like funny dialogue, you kind of like the veil unlifted behind the government because I'm not a conspiracy guy, but I see shit like this happening in government. I really, really do all the time. So uh, very good book, man. I think all of you would enjoy this. And uh, I'm going to be talking about it more and hopefully uh, we get more to go on, right? Because this is the first issue. But again, I've always said this, a first issue needs to grab you. And I felt like all three of these issues, these number ones really, really grabbed me. And trust me, guys, my pull list doesn't need to be any fucking bigger. But I always give a story three issues, sometimes four, but three's the rule. If I start at my pulls, I'm going to give it three issues. And if it sucks, it's out. So I will definitely let you know when something, when something gets yanked from my pulls. All right. It's the Blazing Defender Report. Pick of the week. What you been waiting for? The pick of the week. And huge shock, but it's Vader. And... Let me tell you, Vader hasn't been pick of the week in several weeks, okay? Uh, it's been good. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's one of the best series on the shelves each week. Darth Vader is, I'm telling you right now, if you're a Star Wars fan and you're not reading this book, this should be the only comic book you buy if you're a Star Wars fan because this Vader is so badass. I always go back to people saying that the last few minutes of Rogue One was like their favorite five minutes, ten minutes, whatever it was in movies because it's Vader fucking force choking, throwing people in the walls, cutting them down with lightsabers. Great scene, don't get me wrong, but I feel like I've seen it because I've been reading Darth Vader comic books since they came back to Marvel for the last two, two, three years. This one is Super dope, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, oh, God. What's his first name? Willhoff. Willhoff. Willhoff Tarkenton. Governor Tarkenton. That is Tarkenton. You remember him from the Star Wars New Hope. Uh, he is a, and if you've read any of the extended universe novels, he is a tactical genius. He basically maybe had more favor with Palpatine than Vader did at some point. But... In this issue, I had to go back because I was like, did I miss an issue? Did I miss an issue? Tarkin and Vader are on a planet. Tarkin has a, he took 20 men, 20 hunters, hunters to hunt Vader down. Okay. Now, now why? We're going to get to that because I was like, did I miss something? What's going on? What the hell? What the hell did I miss? All right. All right, this, I want to show you this. I love this, man. This is like the first fucking page, second page at most. All right. Okay, I won't spoil this. I won't spoil, I won't spoil it, Jason. Um, but I had to tell you why it's so dope. In this shot right here, you see, like, they've got, like, they're like, sir, we've got, we've got him. We've, we've seen. What's he doing? He has this creature that is native to this planet. This creature is huge it's hard to kill vader doesn't even have his lightsaber because they end up taking his lightsaber from him as the story progresses he killed this thing either with his bare hands or the force and he's wrapped himself around the coat now why he does that is because this thing has 
a natural camouflage. So that's the reason they haven't been able to track Vader because he's killed this animal and basically wearing his skin. Okay? Fucking badass shit, right? So then Tarkenton is talking about how he's lost all of his men, how they end up getting his lightsaber. And the whole time Tarkenton's talking about Vader, you, you, you can feel... Uh, Charles Soule does a great job. You can feel the admiration in his voice. And like... He he's he's he considers himself a tactical genius. As he keeps talking about Vader and what he tried to do to capture Vader or kill Vader, it's almost like he's like, I underestimated him. I didn't think about this. He was two steps ahead of me. So you're really getting like Vader the badass, but now you're getting Vader the tactician, which is something we don't get a lot of, which I think you really should. All right, now this page here was pretty dope. And this is when Vader had his saber. And the the weaponry that Tarkin chose to take to the planet was not blasters. Because how many times have we seen a Vader smash a blaster bolt away? Or redirect it and hit your, hit your ass with it? So he's like, I'm not taking blasters. That's stupid. He took flamethrowers. Okay, because a lightsaber doesn't do much against a flamethrower. Well, the lightsaber may not, but the force does. And as you see here... Vader has, yes, they're hitting him with flamethrowers, but he doesn't attack the flames. He attacks the flamethrower itself. And as you see in that bottom page, uh, I, I believe Tarkin says, that's how I lost uh, other four good bodies. Like, he's talking about how he's only got X amount of people left, and here's how they all died. So it's, I mean, this story is fantastic. Uh, I love it. I would love for it like, to even be like a, like a, a mini, not a mini series, but like an animated short film or an animated movie for that matter. Cause you could do that with this. Um, and, and you know, it's about like Tarkin like, he's, he's, he's sacrificing these hunters just so he can figure out Vader's weaknesses and like how far away he needs to be before Vader can force choke him. And it's stuff that we haven't seen before either. So you've got these two tacticians trying to hunt each other down, and I will not spoil the ending because the ending made the book for me. I was like, oh, damn. So dope. So awesome. I love Vader. I love Charles So on Vader. Uh, Will off Tarkenton entering the series has just been gold. The whole series is gold. It's definitely going to be Man, it's going to be real close to my top pick. Uh, it's definitely going to be in my top five for 2018. So, I mean, if you're a Star Wars fan, you got to be reading this book, man. Fucking buy it online. I don't give a shit if you buy it. I just want you to read it because it's so, so good. And even when you think you know who wins, you don't, and then you don't again. Does that make any sense at all? A lot of twists and turns. A fucking joy to read Darth Vader 2000, or I'm sorry, Darth Vader 18. What do you give it, Blazing Defender? Well, I give it a 9.5. Single issues I fucking love, and they're hard to do. They're hard to get that high of a score because you've only got so many pages to tell a story. And it told a great story. We've seen things we've never seen before. And it's just Vader being badass. And that's all I really care about, right? Is Vader being dope. 
so guys, please check that out. Now, really quick before I go, I've got uh, some diamonds in the rough. Not really diamonds in the rough. A diamond in the rough. Uh, and I want to give a shout out to Jason Jones because Jason Jones uh, actually led me to this. And I read it yesterday. I read like three issues. Uh, I think there's four out. And it's called The Deadly Hand. Cold War shit. I love spy, special forces, Cold War shit. And it was fantastic. The Deadly Hand. I'm loving it. I love the artwork. I love the story. Uh, the next issue that comes out, the newest issue that comes out, I will definitely be doing a review on it because I want you guys to read this. It's really, 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 really good. Uh, and I, like I said, love Cold War stuff and I love Special Forces stuff. So it's right up my fucking alley. Really, really like it. So uh, guys, check that out. The Deadly Hand. I'll be, I'll be doing a review on it very soon. Podcasting Awards. Please go to podcastawards.com. Vote for the Blazing Defender comic book report and Hobbies and Games and People's Choice. I really appreciate your support, guys, on this. And uh, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for hanging out. I want to thank you for hanging out with me on a Friday. I know some of you guys are going to Frankfurt Comic Con tomorrow. I might be there. I might. I don't know. I'm not free as of right now, but I'm really trying to work. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really wanting to go. Uh, it's the first year for the Frankfurt Comic Con. So I'm really curious to see how it's, it's ran and everything. So I'll, uh, hopefully I'll go and maybe I'll do something live from there. Uh, guys, next week on Thursday of next week, I'm doing a, a live interview with Brian Rodman, the uh, artist and creator of Angel, the memoir, Memoirs of an Angel. Uh, the Kickstarter just started. If you want to go check that out, Memoirs of an Angel. Um, oh, yeah, okay. Why Why are you in comedy? Jesus Christ. They fucked us all around this year, didn't they? Because uh, you were in gaming. Okay. Dennis, the reason I didn't is because I thought you guys were in gaming and I didn't want to say, hey, vote for Botch and be like, oh, shit. Well, you can't vote for me if you vote for Botch because I thought you guys were in gaming. Yes. Then let me shout out, please. Um, Dennis Robinson, guys, is one of the uh, fantastic hosts on Botched, a D&D podcast. They're also uh, up for a nomination as well. Podcastawards.com. Go to comedy category and vote for Botch, the D&D podcast. And if you've not listened to it, you should. Um, but Pokemon Go did not. They're, they're not in, right? Did they, they did not get in, though. Right, Dennis? Uh, because they didn't want to not lose or something. So, yeah, because I think we're the only two from the network. We are in gaming, but that was weird because we didn't sign up for that one, but they just put us in that one too. Well, fucking how weird. All right, well, yeah. All right, we'll talk about that. You and I will talk about that separately because that's crazy. But, yeah, go to comedy. Vote for get my boys at Botched, please. Uh, and vote for me in gaming hobbies and people's choice. I really want that people's choice, man. That would be really, really cool. Um, so thank you again, guys, for all the support. Um, I really, again, I've always appreciated it. Please check out those Facebook pages. I see where Frederick, Frederick D. Bowles in the house. You're a little late, brother, man. You're coming in to the end, but better late than never. Guys, check out the great superhero debates. It's a fantastic pop culture page. You're going to love it. Uh, and guys, please. Um, yeah, you know what, Jason? I don't play D&D &D either, and I've never played, and I've always wanted to play. 
Me and Dennis are buddies, and I still have never played. So what what the fuck does that tell you? That's some sad shit. You want to talk about sad, sad shit? I know dudes that have a great D&D podcast, and I've never fucking played. That's some sad shit, Dennis. That hurts, brother. You cut me, Shrek. You cut me deep. Um, yeah, but I've never played either. And we, <laughs> that's true. You all do. Um, yes, yes, Jason. We do need love. Yeah, we need love. We're in some tough categories, man. Uh, so again, need your support. Always appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Enjoy your weekend. Maybe I'll see some of you guys. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm getting ready to go do. Feed my face, D ball. I got you, brother. I hear you. We big dudes, man. We got to eat, brother. Uh, yeah, so I hope to see some of you guys tomorrow at Frankfurt Comic Con if I get to go. If not, please tune in Thursday for my interview with Brian Rodman. We're going to be live at a bar. That should be a lots of fun. I cannot wait. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun, guys. Um, yeah, Dennis. Yeah, let me know for the superhero episode. Y'all having a superhero episode? Motherfucker, I better be in. You need to let me know so I can clear my, clear my calendar for you. Uh, I know you record on Tuesdays, so just let me know. But uh, again, guys, have a great weekend. And remember, just treat people like you would want to be treated. Uh, hold a door open for uh, an elderly person or a lady. Uh, just just be nice, man. Just just be nice. And if a guy cuts you off in traffic, try not to fucking want to rip his fucking head off and shit down his throat like I do. That's something hard for me, but I'm trying to get better. Uh, but if we all try a little bit, it's going to go a long way. Uh, the world's crazy right now, man. So everybody be careful. Have a safe and happy and fun weekend. And tune into the Blazing Defender comic book report on Facebook for more. Instagram, Twitter, all that. Guys, if you ever have a question you want me to answer on the air and I'll give you a shout out, please do that. Send me that. And uh, I'll see you guys later. I'll, have a, I'll drink a beer for all of you today. Okay, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. <laughs>